I actually encourage everyone who does digital art to do some traditional painting if they can, because just, there's just something so relaxing about going through the motions. Welcome to the Pixel Paper Podcast, a series where we get to know the creative processes behind up-and-coming digital artists. My name is Noor, graphic designer and work-in-progress artist, and I'll be your host for this series. Welcome to another episode of the Pixel Paper Podcast. We have our fifth architecture graduate or architecture student on this podcast. It really seems to be a trend. And this artist is from the Philippines. Her name is Mayo Lopez, and she describes herself as a graphic illustrator who as we talk through the interview, I realized she uses her childhood and her experiences to create the little worlds that she likes to inhibit through her art. So I hope you will enjoy this episode with this really happy-go-lucky illustrator, Mayo. Hi Mayo, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really happy to be here, how are you? I'm great, thank you for asking. So for the benefit of our audience, could you please introduce yourself? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Mayo. Uh, I go by Mayolo online. And I have a passion for world building illustration. And I also draw a lot of character fan art when, um, when my heart yearns for it. I'm <laughs> somewhat of a graphic designer or graphic illustrator by day mm -hmm. and uh, a painter by night. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's the difference for you? Um, between graphic yes. illustrator yeah. and painter? Oh, yeah. um, I Graphic design and illustration is very different in terms of um, communicating or mm -hmm. trying, to, trying to sell something, trying to um, communicate to an to mostly customers and clientele. Well, in, in the industries I work with um, mm -hmm. versus painting, which is like, I, I tell a lot of stories and um, it's more story driven mm -hmm. as compared to trying to, trying to explain how product works or things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So mm -hmm. the reason I followed your art is because you tell really cool stories through your work. As you mentioned, you do a lot of story building. So could you tell us a bit more about your art journey, how you got started and how you got to where you are now? Um, first of all, thank you so much for following <laughs> my art. Um, I really appreciate the support. Um, it's difficult to say when I actually seriously got started because I have always been drawing ever since I could hold a crayon. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. I only drew whenever I felt like it though. So um, whenever there was primary, whenever primary school or art workshops needed us to draw, that's when I did. Mm -hmm. But I began drawing very, very often, almost every day because of the media I watched and played when I was around 10 to 15 years old, specifically Naruto, mm -hmm. 
Pokemon, <laughs> and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, um, never underestimate the influence of media consumption yeah. <laughs> or creators. Um, so I drew a lot because of those, uh, because of a lot of those shows and throughout high school, but of course that passion had to go on hold a lot throughout college mm-hmm. because um, it was really busy, but now I'm happy I'm able to make more art and I'm able to do so as well for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So what, what age um, do you, were you drawing like, um, you said 10 to 15, right? Around, that was when I was drawing a lot. But mm. I'm not sure if I would consider them like um, good drawings. <laughs> yeah. Were you drawing digitally then, or when did that start? Um. Uh. Ooh, let me see. I was drawing on sketchbooks a lot then, mm. but I I got my first tablet when I was around maybe 14, I think, or. Mm. 13, okay. 13 or 14. Yeah, it was yeah. an intuus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep>. Still remember. <laughs> okay, cool. So you mainly draw a lot of concept art and fantasy inspired work. So I guess like the games you played and also I noticed you, you do a lot of Lord of the Rings kind of fan art and stuff like that. So is that what inspires you? Yeah. And um, how do you use that inspiration in your work? Oh, um. I mainly draw a lot of concept art and fantasy inspired work now because mm. I've actually always gravitated towards fantasy inspired work ever since I was mm. little. And then I just, I love looking at jaw dropping backdrop, backdrops and fantasy mm. characters. And it's only recently though that I decided to take it more seriously and express mm-hmm. that love through my art. Mm. Um, I mentioned that these uh, cartoons and movies and video games really inspire me to create, but I'm also really inspired by travel, travel mm-hmm. pictures of real places and using Google Street View. Do you ever mm-hmm. use MapCrunch? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's um, those kinds of tools um it's amazing how big the world is sometimes yeah and how different places can look so and I want to express that exact feeling in these places Mm. so that's how I want to use the the inspiration Mm. is there a specific place you go to or you just kind of go around them oh you mean in um google street yeah or in map crunch oh um, I I just use um the random random place Uh every single time and then just keep clicking (laughs) until you like what you see yeah that's cool and do you um do you just kind of take the photo or the image that you see kind of at face value or do you add stuff to it how's your process um sometimes i it depends if i'm doing a a really close study i'd want to Mm. make it as as accurate as possible but if I'm feeling a little um playful I guess I'll I'll switch a lot of things up and then Mm -hmm. I'll add you know magic a dragon maybe I don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And did you study yeah. art, or are you self-taught? Um, as a kid, I went to those fun summer art workshops, mm-hmm. or I would paint with my mom and mm-hmm. my tita, oh, which oh, that that means aunt. Uh-huh. Um, and who also used they also used to do a lot of traditional paintings. Oh, cool! Yeah, so um, I painted with them, and I also did a still life painting class one summer with my best <laughs> friend when we were little. That was uh-huh. really fun. But um, those were all for fun things. Um, okay. For college, I took up architecture. Mm. which yeah which contrary to what people think and believe I wouldn't exactly consider an art course um, <laughs> yeah it's pretty technical and presentation technique comes second only mm-hmm. to design and a lot a lot a lot of problem solving mm-hmm. so um, with that said though I still learned so much that I could apply to illustration not mm. only when it comes to perspective and a better understanding of scale and 3D space. Mm-hmm. But it really also taught me values such as um, perseverance and building mm-hmm. some kind of mental fortitude because uh, <laughs> it was it was a really tough five years. Yeah. For me. I can imagine. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, nowadays I do a lot of studying on my own or with my sister for mm. art, but I wouldn't really call myself self-taught when it comes to digital art because I consider the artists who share tutorials and tips online as my teachers. Mm. Um, I'm also considering taking up a few online courses soon to help Mm. me improve even more. So uh, I oh yeah I just I just caved in with schoolism summer sale. Oh nice. Yeah (laughs) and then um Oh, I, I bought the the summer sale. Uh, oh. Yeah, the year long thing. Oh, cool! Because cool. I was so excited. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm so excited to go through some lessons. Oh, amazing. amazing! Yeah. Who do you go to for inspiration generally, like on YouTube or just online? Online. Um, yeah. Whenever the some of the people, the first people that pop up on me, whenever I open YouTube. To, for inspiration is like um, Tyler Edlin mm-hmm. oh I, I love his uh, videos a lot I watch them very often nowadays because <laughs> that's stuff I really want to be able to do mm-hmm. um, yeah it's nice yeah <laughs> I also see um, for animation there's Ethan Becker <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yeah uh-huh. Um, who oh these things I suddenly get my my mind so sick of the blank but I actually listen to a lot a lot of people Uh I don't know why my my head suddenly blanking right now but yeah cool nice that's cool that you um you did architecture and then you you kind of went to digital art I I mean I'm the same actually I did I studied architecture and then um oh my oh really yeah Uh, and actually a lot of people (laughs) 
that I interviewed have either studied architecture or they're doing architecture. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh, kindred spirit. No I know, wonder you, I know, you totally crazy. understood the, the <laughs> five years. Exactly, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, no, but that's great. But it's interesting you yeah. said that um, you said that it helped you, architecture helped you, because I was talking with another um, person, I was interviewing another person, and we were both saying how, I don't know, maybe we're doing architecture wrong, but we didn't find it helped us in our digital art. <laughs> <laughs> it should, it should help yeah, us, like the yeah. perspective and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe I just uh, wasn't learning correctly. <laughs> oh, well, we did, we did kind of had to breeze through that stuff because yeah. we, we focus on something else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But I wanted to go back to actually your culture. I mean, do you think your culture has an influence on your art? Because you mentioned that you um, mm-hmm. you did some art with your mom and your aunt. So I'm quite interested to dive into that. Oh, yes. Um, I'm influenced a lot by uh, the things, like stories and the things mm. I see. Um, but with my parents... And I mean, my my mom and my aunt, um, they generally focused on like traditional, how would I say this? Classical, um, classical structured art. So it's really, uh, it was very (laughs) rule-based. So things like um, whenever I shaded with a pencil, uh-huh. I, w- I wasn't supposed to uh, drag it or uh-huh. shade things as if I was um, filling them in um, with a pencil. Mm-hmm. The rule was that I you only uh, make little tiny strokes, like hatching. Mm-hmm. Or that's how you. That's the correct um, uh, method, and it was very um, classical training, as they would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. That was the cool. kind of uh, art I grew up with when it came to painting with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think, but do you think that helped you? Like, I'm sure it would be good to have a foundation. Oh, um, I, I didn't do it formally with them. Like, mm. like I would just maybe paint along or, <laughs> um, <laughs> or sometimes they'll tell me little, they'll kind of, um, give me comments or stuff every now and then but I didn't have mm-hmm. like formal lessons or anything mm-hmm. yeah okay cool but it, it really so, did yeah. it helped me and it was um I really do love traditional art <laughs> and mm-hmm. going back to it yeah and speaking of traditional art how does that help you digitally in your digital art um it helps a lot in terms of uh slowing me down sometimes Mm. and it really uh helps me focus on making better decisions Mm because I mostly do watercolor and it's it's really hard when when you make a mistake it's like oh no it's over it's over so you know um it really helps me to stop and think about what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I actually encourage everyone who does digital art to do some traditional painting if they can because mm. just, there's just something so relaxing about going through the motions yeah. 
and laying down paint and watching it blend and bleed on its own. I, I go back to it whenever I need a change of pace or whenever mm-hmm. I need to relearn patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's really yeah. nice you said that because just pretty much a couple of weeks ago, I started getting into soft pastel. And oh. it's been so relaxing. Like, it's so nice to have screen-free time. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, exactly. You need yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. And what you said about the slow pace stuff, it's just, oh, yeah, you just said it perfectly. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's really great um, for you to go to, uh, go try pastel. Yeah. Do you like it? Quite, you... Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, you know, I had these pastels for years, right? And I, I think I yeah. used them a couple of times, but then for some reason I picked them up and then I started drawing with them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing because the colors are so oh. vibrant you know yeah so and then I just started watching more tutorials and now I've even like subscribed to someone on Patreon you know who she does like soft pastel tutorials because I and I really liked her vibe so yeah like I'm super into it now <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah I've never I've never um tried uh soft pastels I've only tried mm-hmm. oil and yeah. I, I I see the artworks are so soft <laughs> for lack of yeah. a better word <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah (laughs) no that's true funny story I actually went to the store to pick up oil pastels and then I accidentally picked up soft pastels but it turned out for the better so (laughs) yeah there's there's such a nice um uh ethereal quality to it yeah definitely stunning definitely yeah Mm -hmm. all right let's get back to you enough about me (laughs) (laughs) so I noticed that you um you don't actually have like a specific color palette. I think you use a lot of blues and greens, but other than that, you normally stick to quite realistic colors. Whereas I've noticed a lot of other artists, especially those that I've interviewed, they, mm-hmm. you know, have different color palettes or they kind of, you know, they have a very specific aesthetic when you look at their work. So what role does color play in your work? Oh man, <laughs> colors <laughs> drive me absolutely crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a specific color palette yet, only because I'm still trying to do a lot of studying to see how the places I paint can still seem like a picture you can walk into. Because um, right now, the role of colors in my work is to help uh, bring a world, a concept in my head to life. So... Um, I want you to be able to feel the warmth of the sun and the smell of the sea and things like that. But perhaps in the future, I would work with a more specific palette or be more adventurous with my colors um, while I'm still exploring how to make it work. (laughs) But for now, um, I want to focus on learning how to apply color and lighting uh, more accurately. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's fair enough. And I think concept art as well generally tends to stay in a realistic kind of color palette, would you yeah. say? Yeah, because yeah. Um, we're trying to uh, make it feel like it's something you want to explore, something you can mm. go into. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of different subject matter as well. So is this just part of your studies? Let's say. Um, it, it depends. Sometimes I, mm. I really think, oh, I, this is, I want to do something like this and then I'll think of um I'll look up references for it or 
uh, I'll look specifically for photos or uh, inspiration, mm -hmm. wherever that could help me, um, could help me bring it to life or can mm -hmm. help me study what I want to, uh, what I want to express. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and also I noticed as well that I scrolled down your feed a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no, my my messy feed. No, it's okay. So, but there's a really big difference between your old art and your current artwork, which you know is a lot more background focused and, like you said, concept art. So, what made you decide to kind of switch to concept art, or was it an unconscious transition? It was most definitely a very conscious decision. Okay. Okay. on my part to change focus. Um, I mentioned earlier that I love looking at backdrops and fantasy world. Mm. Um, when I was young, oh, when, like, when I first started getting a tablet, uh, yeah. I, when I first got a tablet, rather, um, I tried doing, doing those kinds of uh, concept art for a bit. Mm. Um, I, I tried to draw stuff like backgrounds and elves and stuff like that and then and then it was so difficult and they always yeah. looked so cringy <laughs> and then I was uh it always dipped towards um uncanny valley territory <laughs> that I just worked on things and I knew I could be de decent at instead because hmm. I was like oh I can't I can't do this so um, despite my love for painterly backgrounds at the time, I didn't do it anymore because I objectively kind of knew the limits of my skills mm. and which were like um, more of cute things and um, probably focus on my anime fan art and, and mm. uh, or, or flats and um, yeah, I, I stayed within the limits of my skills and uh, because um, they just they just didn't and my, my skills didn't, just didn't encompass that kind of art. It made me really sad. But oh. anyway, this this year, this year, though, um, I'm not sure what happened exactly. A switch just flipped and I said, screw it. Uh, this is who I want to be. I'm going to put in the time to learn it and things might not look good at first, um, like what happened before, but mm -hmm. we're going to get somewhere eventually because I, I just really, I really want it so bad. So yeah. um, if anyone listening to this is looking for a sign to be true to yourself and go for an <laughs> art style you've always wanted to do, this is it. <laughs> this is sign, go for it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think... Um... Yeah, I really hope it works out for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm kind of happy with the progress so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. You're probably like, you really progressed a lot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, how long does it take for you to kind of come up with the concept and then come up with the final il illustration? Um, nowadays, oh, it actually really, really depends mm. on the concept itself. Because sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I just I just want to get it down. Yeah. I don't want to think about it too much. And then other times, uh, so those those times it takes like uh, just a few hours. And then mm. sometimes if I'm if 
I want to take it seriously and it ma really matters to me. I'm going to give it days and mm -hmm. weeks even. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and do you, do you take social media seriously when it comes to your work? Um, I've always seen social media as a double-edged sword. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. On one hand, it can be so, so easy for some people, including me, to get caught up in what people think and how yeah. well work is received. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't care about that stuff. <laughs> it, mm. it really affects how I see my own art. And mm. I do this silly thing nowadays. Okay, um, knowing how I am and how sensitive I can be, I don't look at numbers anymore. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, whenever I have to go over to an account or to my own account or someone else's, I like I hover my finger over the numbers. <laughs> and then I scroll down because I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want it to know. I'm just yeah. going to look at the art. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But on, on the other hand, um, social media has been unbelievably helpful to me mm -hmm. in terms of giving me um, the work I have now and art commissions. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. also extremely, extremely grateful to the friends I've made uh, and the inspiration fellow artists provide through their amazing work and their tips yeah. is yeah. incredible how much they do for the community um, and the people who are there for us, you know, through thick and thin are, uh, they're just so precious. Uh, I love them mm -hmm. so much. And um, I just want to let you all know, you have no idea how much your comments and your support uplift and inspire artists. It's really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Everyone's I think just so inspiring. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think the idea of it being a double-edged sword, I mean, a lot of people have said the same thing who mm -hmm. I've interviewed. Um, and it's quite interesting, actually, because a lot of them, they don't care about social media as much as I thought they would. Um, they kind of just have let yeah. their Instagram, I suppose, naturally grow, um, which is which is quite interesting as well. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you know, uh -huh. some people put in so much effort and they don't, you know, into their social media, like trying to get, you know, trying to re beat the algorithm, let's say. Yeah, um, yeah. And it just doesn't work. But then other people, I guess, just have a natural, they get and lucky. They just get, whoo, they, yep. they just um, are superstars out there. Yeah, pretty much. You don't post very often. So does oh. that kind of give you Me, anxiety? Um, Oh yeah, I, sometimes I, I just, I don't know. I, I, they say you have to post really, really often. Yeah. In order to put yourself on the map, but at the same time, I, I, I can't keep up. <laughs> I got work. <laughs> yeah. Know? And I, I guess, I was musing to myself earlier that I guess, I guess the secret to using social media for me personally on a personal level. Mm. while preserving mental health um, would be not to attach my art too much to my self-worth yeah. Yeah, yeah. because um, this way I could still use social media. I think it's still important to know, uh, to, to use it as a means to gauge what is generally appealing and mm -hmm. what isn't. Um, but if I, I, I need to start looking at these things objectively so that mm -hmm. I could 
still use it without changing too much of myself for others mm-hmm. and then taking the numbers so personally. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm still working on this so that I could build a healthier relationship with social media. Yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, you, used to do, um, you used to do a lot of vector illustrations, but now you have a lot more of a painterly style. So what drew you more towards that? Oh, um, I still do a lot of vector illustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. especially for work. Um, okay. So I, I just want my personal art account to showcase more of who I am right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I decided to show more of that style instead. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about starting a second ca- account for my vector illustrations and graphic illustrations, mm-hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> I can't keep up with one account. I don't know how I'm going to keep up too. So yeah. uh, I'll see. I'll see. No, it's a, it's a lot even keeping up once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you get commissions for your um, your art as well? For? For your art start. work. For my artwork? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. most, most of what I get is for vector art. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mostly for a lot of uh, work-related things. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, graphic design-related things or web dev needs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And would you consider that more professional work? Like, do you have an attachment towards that kind of work? Um, I, I like to think that I I just want to be able to do anything art related that helps people <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not exactly I mean my heart obviously belongs to painterly illustrations mm-hmm. but if people need vector illustrations I'm I enjoy it too so I mm-hmm. would gladly make some <laughs> that's cool that's nice and what programs do you use to make both your vector and your uh, paint Paintings. Oh, what what programs do I use? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for vector illustrations, I use uh, Adobe Illustrator, mm-hmm. and for paint my my other raster based work, um, there's Procreate, and mm-hmm. well, I used to use Autodesk Sketchbook, but mm-hmm. nowadays, ever since I got Procreate, I think I am. Yeah. I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I used to use Photoshop, but mm-hmm. um, I don't have a PC tablet anymore <laughs> currently. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, cool. No, have I mostly work on paint? my iPad. Oh. Hmm? Yeah. Sorry. Have you tried? Have you tried heavy paint? Oh no, I haven't. What? It, what is that? I keep hearing. Oh, about it's it. amazing. You should definitely try it. I like my the way I thought about digital art just changed. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, really what cool. is like, what is that it's basically very limited in the sense of the types of brushes mm-hmm. um, there's no layers there's no layer function um, it's just a very simple interface and it's basically like painting traditionally but on a digital in a digital platform it takes kind of a bit of getting used to but it like really once you get used to it it's really just amazing I love it so much <laughs> oh is that on the iPad yeah um. yeah it's on it's on Android and um, Apple Oh, okay okay i'm definitely iOS, yeah. checking that out later. yeah definitely it's super fun 
I think it's allowed me to be a lot more free in my artwork. Oh, that sounds cool for speed painting. Yeah, it's really good for speed painting. Definitely. Because okay. I feel like with Procreate, you <laughs> yeah. can get a bit, like I get bogged down a lot by all the brushes. And I mean, the user interface is very simple, but there's so mm-hmm. many brushes. I'm like, oh gosh, which one do I use? And then, Oh yeah, you know, but... the, the library makes paralyzes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I quite liked heavy paint. So if you're listening or even yourself, Maya, you know, try it mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying that out. <laughs> So what advice would you give to yourself when you were starting out with all of this? I guess um, it may not have been too long ago. <laughs> oh, uh, starting out with, with drawing in general? or With painting, especially with digital painting. Oh, well, um, generally, please don't attach the things you produce to your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your art is an extension of yourself and your soul, but they they aren't all all of you. Uh, you are human mm. being first and an artist second. Mm. Um, that's something I just I want myself to remember. Focus less on the things you can't control and more on what you can do to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, be patient. There is ample time for growth. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. That's really nice. And the final question, I think, which is nice to end on is what would you like to say to your future self who is listening to this? Um, Future self, (laughs) you're listening to this. Um, And if you've made it this far without cringing at yourself, (laughs) I hope whatever path you're on, um, you choose to stay true to yourself and the people you love the most. Um, Just a little reminder, using my favorite quote from a Studio Ghibli movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Cat Returns, um, always believe in yourself. Do this, and no matter where you are, you have nothing to fear. That's all. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. That's a beautiful way to end as well. Oh, thank you. It's one of my favorite, (laughs) favorite quotes. Cheesy as it can be sometimes, but uh, I've internalized it. (laughs) It's okay. It's always the cheesy stuff that's actually the truest stuff. Oh, true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mayo. Thank you so much as well, Noor. This has been really fun. Um, So nice to meet you. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mayo and you took something useful from it. For me, I really appreciated the tip that she gave, which her mum and her teta actually gave her, which is to not drag the pencil, but to use small hatching marks. I've actually used that since this interview and it's been really helpful. As well as that, I also really took to heart the tip that she mentioned to use traditional mediums, especially as digital artists. It's really, really important that we get time away from the screen And in fact, it can really help us, you know, just relax, unwind, and also perhaps think of new processes and ways that we can come back to our digital art in a more refreshed manner. With that, I will end this episode and I'll see you next week for another episode of the Pixel Paper Podcast.